Welcome back. Welcome in. Walkthrough Wednesday is upon us. Lions versus Seahawks is upon us. Week two in the NFL. College football week three. The Lions will be taking on the Seahawks at home in Ford Field. Our dearly beloved Mitch will be on assignment at the game. One o'clock on Sunday. The one o'clock Warriors back in their home. The one o'clock Warriors from last season are back. No longer on the Thursdays. They're back in their their window. So let's talk about the Lions versus Seahawks. NFL week two. College football week three. And let's start with the NFL news that we were hit with. Most recently, the Bills suck. And uh, asterisk win for the Jets? Question mark. Guys, joined with uh, joined by Andrew and Mitch as always. What do we make of Monday night? I uh, I don't know. Is it an asterisk for the for the Jets? I would say if if nothing else, uh, Bills just look terrible. I don't even know. How, I don't know what else to say other than the Bills look terrible, and Josh Allen's got to realize he's not the only person on the field. He's got a whole team, a whole supporting cast, and. If he if he has more performances like last night where he tries to shoulder everything, uh, it's going to be a disaster season for Buffalo. Well, let me clear up something before you go, Andrew. Um, so do you know what I'm referencing when I say uh, asterisk win? Asterisk win. I don't think I do, I guess. Okay, so we had our second incident in week one of people calling, broadcasters calling wins uh, with an asterisk. Who said that about because the Jets won? Because the because the shorthanded Jets beat the Bills. I know, I know. It's it's weird, right? It's kind of a it's kind of a mind boggling situation. Mine in a pretzel. So I think his uh, last name's Perry. He's like the NFL or the Monday Night Football version of you know um, uh, Mike Pereira, right? He's their he's their official in the booth on the kick return where the Jets won the game on the walk off kick return. There was a pl- a block. And then the, the block blocker lifted his leg, and they're calling that they were they were saying that should have been called a trip, and so that's why they were calling it an asterisk win. That seems a little that seems a little wild. I mean they they lost their franchise quarterback four plays into the game, so I, I would say if nothing else, uh, potato potato. It's an is it an asterisk because uh, Josh Allen threw three picks to the same guy? I just. <laughs> exactly. I just can't believe that he's threw out the A word again. The big A was used again, even after Tariko's flack. So, sorry to cut you off, Peter, but I, I get that he's an official, but that sounds like a Bills beat writer for sure. <laughs> a little bit, right? Who's yeah. to say they don't make the field goal even if they do attack on a penalty? There, the, the penalty occurred at like the ten yard line. Spot yeah, ball. I mean, thirty-five It's all stupid. All stupid. All all dumb. That game I, I gave up on in the third quarter, but Mitch, I don't know if it was more Josh Allen trying to win every everything by himself, or if the Jets' defense just stood up and they're that that for real and that legitimate. Um, I didn't realize Quinnen had a brother on the team. Uh, I, f- I forget his name. It's another Q uh, Q name though, uh, and he was being what we call a menace. And he was he was everywhere. A lot of pass breaks up breakups. I think he had a uh, interception as well. I mean, all over the place. Okay. See, I didn't catch much of the game. I was playing pickleball. Shocker. Three hour pickleball <sighs> session. Came back as it was thirteen to thirteen. Didn't even know. Had didn't check my phone the whole time. Didn't even know Rogers got hurt. That is insane. You were, 
<laughs> I outsourced I, on the world. I could have been living under a rock for all intents and purposes. Yeah, I, Andrew, I think like some of it is the Jets defense for sure. Because I still think like after watching the game, they still have a shot to do some damage in the AFC. That said, I think they're just something comes something comes with trying to force it. And three picks and a lost fumble, four turnovers. I mean, that's those are that's like a point guard stat line. That's that's pretty absurd. So we'll see how yeah. it develops. But I do think you make a great point that the Jets defense is for real, for real. Oh, man, it's yeah, just mean, unfortunate even, that they lose Rodgers. Well, that, that, that's, that's a team that could have made a deep playoff run. Uh, I still can make a playoff run, apparently. Uh, I don't trust in Zach Wilson. Don't get me started there. But if you're going to talk about the king of New York right now, don't look at the Giants. Yeah, <laughs> after that I performance. Mean, look at that quarterback situation. They're begging for a backup this at this rate. That Making looks- us look dumb with our picks. Yeah, that was pretty tough for the squad here. That was, uh, I was, we were talking about it. I was talking about it with someone at work today, and I said, I'm not going to buy in on the hype like everyone else is, but Dallas did look very, very good against a team that I think everyone kind of had as a 500 or better football team, and they just demolished them in every facet of the game. Yeah. Those, that one and the Packers Bears game, I really look forward to see what we get out of the Packers in week two and what we get out of the Cowboys in week two because seemingly it seemed like both those teams came out like rockets, even the, the Cowboys, even more so than the Packers. But I think we're going to learn a lot more about them going forward. Um, so, do you guys think that the Jets will bring somebody in? Or are they going to ride the Zach Wilson trade? Do we know who's sitting third behind Wilson right now? Ooh, Papa B. I think they'll bring the, in a veteran either way. I don't think they really have a choice Tom Brady? at this point. Tom Brady? No, not Brady. Tom Brady? Tom Brady's not coming out of retirement. Robert Kraft uh, lifted the, the, the waiting period to enter the Patriots Hall of Fame for that man. And, and on the precipice of him entering that, you think he's coming out of retirement to play for the New York Jets? No shot. That was a great word that you just pulled out. You got it, boss. Wow. Word of the day. So right now they don't have a third quarterback on the depth chart. I'm sure they've got somebody on the practice squad, though. Uh, Is um, Colin Kaepernick still available? You know, he made his pitch. He's he's trying to make the pull. Yeah. Wow. Colin Kaepernick. uh, Oh. Seven years? Uh, Probably. So, so. Ex-Lion, sorry to change the subject, but ex-Lion Tim Boyle is your practice squad quarterback there. Oof. Yeah. Not not good. Not good they'll, at all. They'll get someone. They'll get they'll get a veteran some of some kind to back him up. It'll be Zach Wilson for sure in the starting position, but I think they'll just get someone who's who uh who's got experience with Hackett, who can come in and knows Hackett's system right away that can kind of plug in as needed as second string. Yeah, probably. Russell Wilson. <laughs> Anybody else you want to throw out while we're at it? No, I'm good. That's about it. Okay. All right, moving right along. Chris Jones is now officially back with the Chiefs. Love that. Love that he waited till week two. That's great timing. I think that's a that's a win for both sides. Um, just a one year deal, one year extension, I believe. Um. Uh, or a one-year restructure of this current contract that he's in, right? 
Um, Loaded with incentives. <clears throat> we've got the Jags this week. We'll get to that in a little bit, but a tantalizing, a tantalizing will match up with the with the Jags. Um, and Kelsey is supposedly back. And one little nugget for you folks to take home with you from this episode: Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are rumored to be hooking up. Maybe not dating, but linking, as they're calling it. And I'm quoting: That guy's got to take it easy. He's getting gonna get a song wrote about him so fast. And uh, she's already got practice. I mean, she might go back to her country roots. Give us a uh, one of her. Ah, uh, oh, geez, what's the name of that song? Uh, the one we had to write about in English. Oh no, dude! Okay. The Taylor Swift song. Well, there's I'm, of which there are many. <laughs> I'm done. Walk me out of this conversation, dude. Well, here I've got a nice little segue. Speaking of Taylor's, Taylor Decker uh, in a in a walking boot. Not good for the Lions there, but uh, we don't know for sure whether he will be ready for Sunday. Matt Nelson is your backup if he is not going to play. Um, but Taylor Decker uh, injured his ankle against the Chiefs in the second quarter. Continued to play, gritted it through, um, but it was seen in a walking boot today, Tuesday. Um, so a little bit concerning, but. Uh, I think I've got faith in Matt Nelson, or if they move, um, talk about moving Sewell over um, and, and doing a couple different variations of the offensive line. doesn't worry me too much. I'd rather see him get healthy and sit this one out versus playing through it. Um, Frank Rag, everybody else a, a, a participant in today's practice. Not a single other injury person besides Taylor Decker, so we love that. Let's continue to have a clean slate on the injury report. The other one to note was Frank Ragnow and his toe. I'm sure you guys saw this in the notes. Um, he said that the fans can stop offering them the, their toes because he's good. He doesn't need one, um, at, at least yet. And uh, Fisher, the trainer for the Detroit Lions, said this quote, which I just thought was hilarious. I think about Frank's toe more than I think about my wife. So if you've ever questioned the dedication that is being held in this Detroit Lions staff, I mean, take that quote right there with, without a grain of salt. I mean, that's clear dedication so i i don't i don't have anything to say about that um but i just had to throw that out there i don't i don't want to see his toe i don't know what it could possibly look like uh, i don't know what entails of keeping it structured properly and now i'm thinking about it i oh, feel like God, his toe gross. has to just look like it has to just be like a baby carrot that's been soaking in boiling water for oh god <laughs> hours. He's got a little ginger in him too. I feel like in that beard. Probably, probably. Anybody remember Antonio Brown's feet? That when he like uh, did the cryotherapy thing. That, that similar viral like a LeBron used. situation. Yeah, there you go. Good tie-in. Now we can put LeBron in the title. <laughs> um. All right, what the Seahawks have their own offensive line issues. They have two tackles out. They brought in um, a couple veteran offensive tackles to fill the void. Um, So they're struggling at offensive line as well, more so than the Lions. So in favor of the Lions there. As we said, Lions versus Seahawks on Sunday, 1 o'clock. It will be uh, on Fox this this week. Um, The Lions currently sitting at. Uh, and Mitch, you may have the updated one here on ESPN. I've got six points. So uh, update as of the start of this show, five and a half over 50 and a half. 
money See, line was line, I don't know. minus 290. I'll double check on that really quick. Yeah, and I've seen on ESPN, I've got the over under at 47. So I don't know why stop, there's such a discrepancy. I'm trying to look at a Disney, a Disney run thing to get betting lines. That's your first mistake, Buckwheat. Uh, Lions well, minus see. 238. Okay. Ooh, over under right. moved to 47 and a half, though. That's new as of like 10 Ooh. minutes. So maybe I wasn't so wrong. Oh, you still, you're still wrong. Um, tickets as low as 175. Okay, so um, I don't know about Danny you guys, Ramoli. but um, you guys see that? Yeah, I, I did see that. That's a great point that you bring up. Danny it's not in the Ramoli. notes. I am so Sir Bleep here excited about this weekend. Did I Campbell came out and said it. He thinks. He thinks uh, Ford Field's going to be louder than Arrowhead. I think he might be right. Like, I think they might break some records how loud it's going to be between the buzz after the Chiefs, unveiling Barry's uh, statue. It's sold-out season tickets. It's going to be incredible. I think I saw what? that Arrowhead. Sorry, Andrew. I think I saw 130, 130 decibels for Arrowhead was what, is what they got to beat. they got to beat 130 decibels. I think we got a chance to indoors reverberations off the walls. Uh, Mitch, this is why I'm so glad we didn't skip over this. I'm glad we touched on this. I'm so excited. Season tickets sold out for the first time ever. Was that it? In the Ford Field era? That's Ford Field, yeah. In the Ford Field era, we're now selling out the stadium. We're selling standing room only seats. Shit, we're going to be selling tickets to stand outside and watch the viewing board soon. I, mean, I love that. It, it, Jumbotron. It's, it's going to be so loud. Mitch, this is why it's going to be so important from you. We, we don't need you to say anything. We just need you to hold the phone up when we're at, at its loudest and give us the full atmosphere in that stadium. I will certainly try. Also, maybe a little known, a little known trivia fact. I I was once a season ticket season ticket holder. Season two of the or no, I'm sorry, season three, the final season of uh, stupid Quintricia. It was one of the worst investments I've ever made in my life. Oh yeah, were you living in Detroit for a second there? Yes, but you know, I moved. I was I actually lived in Grand Rapids at the time. That's how excited okay. I was because I was like bought in on the hype. I was like, this is the year. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I got to ask, what were their season ticket packages like? I, I feel like I've seen a lot like you know, at that time. I not really price just like what comes with it. Like, you know, since the Chiefs won, they do the kind of looks oh. like Super Bowl. They've got Arrowhead in there. What's it look like? Yeah. So I think it, I think it believe it was a thousand for starters i know i know you heard me say that i did buy two so it wasn't like the it wasn't like the craziest thing or maybe it was 1100 somewhere in there it was first i got a christmas ornament i thought that was a great touch um that was nice you automatically get nfl red zone which is sweet i don't know when they expect you to watch it at sundays or i'm sorry away games i suppose um wow other than the Christmas ornament, it wasn't anything crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but wow, Red Zone, that's a weird tie-in. Like you said, you Pretty think, cool. you know, you're going to be you're going to be at the game for some of that <laughs> action so well, good portion of that action, but I ended up selling right, well, quite a few of my tickets towards the end of as, the year. I mean, not surprising. Doesn't doesn't come as a surprise. 
uh, another note for you on Sunday. Just make sure you've uh, you get a you get that battery charged up 100 percent before the before the you know the crusade begins. I'll stay ready. That's right. Stay frosty. Stay uh, hydrated. I am. I am looking forward to. Um, I don't know if you guys watched any of the Rams Seahawks on in Week One, but DK Metcalf, per usual, was was getting chippy, doing doing DK stuff. I'm just looking forward to. I don't know how much we'll see of it, but DK and CJ. That is a. That is iron iron on iron right there. I am looking forward to the antics that we have between the two. And I'm expecting some penalties from one side or the other. Or both. I was just going to try to look up like what if we can find odds on CJ or DK getting, uh, getting a, a personal foul this weekend. There's got to be a betting line on that. There's there's almost no doubt. I'm more interested into who's going to who's going to be going head to head against DK. I know we saw a lot of zone out of Aaron Glenn last week, but you can't, you got to think that they're not going to let DK run free on a, on a go route in a zone and and leave CJ kind of on an Island by himself. I feel like they're going to have to put somebody uh, following him all day with help over the top. And did we, do we know if Emmanuel Mosley is going to play? He's practicing, but I'm, I'm not sure on his designation. Oh, that we don't was, have those yet. I thought he couldn't play till week five. No, no, because they took him off the pup list. Right, he's calm down. he wasn't placed on the IR. Yeah, he wasn't. I'll tell he was you, on the I'll pup. Give you guys this one little uh, last betting nugget. Ooh. All right, I lost it. Either team to score <laughs> three unanswered times, minus one eighty. So Vegas thinks that one of these teams is just going to go on a burn and just blow the doors off of the other one kind of interesting well well and it's going to be the lions i would have to imagine i mean if the if the rams could put up 30 on the seahawks what do you think the lions can put up i mean 31 at lions at home yeah there you go i honestly we i mean we've seen a lot of defensive scores in week one and we saw brian branches from our own team but with those two, would you say two missing tackles or two interior linemen? Was that was that what you said, Ben? Two two offensive linemen, two two tackles. Yeah, we got two tackles, and we got a Hutch, James Houston. I mean, a lot of good defensive ends on this team. A, our defense might up put might put up some some numbies, some actual points on the board this week. Can we get a turnover call from you? Oh, I'm not ready to call that yet. Uh, let me work it up. Let me okay. work it up. All right. All right. Fair enough. Give you a little time here. But I think you're right. I think minimum, minimum, I'm seeing one turnover, uh, given that they're already um, week one, you know, one week into the season, they're already missing tackles. So that's going to be huge. The, the, the defense of the Rams is not that of the defense of the Lions. Got a lot more talent here on the Lions. So. I think it's going to be feeding frenzy, especially with the home field advantage. I mean, this, they gave up 30. The Seahawks gave up 30 on their own field and were only able to put up 13 in their home stadium. So it just seems like in this matchup that the Lions are going to be able to put up points early and often and tee off on the quarterback on defense and ultimately lead to some turnovers. I'm expecting Geno Smith to have at least a fumble or an interception or both. Since you're going to take the turnover call, I'll, I'll give you a little something else. I'll, I'll manifest something else. I'm going to say 
that <clears throat> James Houston is going to have two sacks on his own. Aiden will have another two. The team will have five total and two two pass bat downs at the line of scrimmage. Wow. Okay. Five sacks as a team? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm writing it down. Per per your per your request. Stamped Thank you, in, sir. Put it stamped on the and finalized. Stamped and finalized. Mitchell, would you like to give the shareholders a defensive nugget? Defensive nugget? I think we're going to manifestation. See, yeah, I think we're going to see a. Uh, I think we're going to see a Kirby Joseph pick here this weekend. And the, and a backflip. Back is, is he still doing that? Well, we're going to find I, out I, this I weekend. That's that's actually great. Uh, we need to know that. That guy's got to stop. Freaks <laughs> gotta, me out. He's got to chill. Just chill, Kirby. Just chill. Um. Last week against the Rams, the Seahawks leading tackler, Bobby Wagner, no surprise there, Mr. Reliable on the defense. When I looked at this box score, I was amazed, though. I did not know he had 19 tackles. I mean, obviously, those weren't all solo, so he had 19 uh, as a total, but 19 tackles uh, from the linebacker position is, is simply incredible. That's absurd. Yeah, but it also shows that that's kind of where the defense is at. Um, and the Rams da- dominated the time of possession, so that's always going to be a key for the Lions here uh, at home. The Rams nearly got 40 minutes of time of possession to nearly just a little over 20 minutes for the Seahawks, which is almost as low as it gets. And you're never going to win games that way. The Seahawks only had 180 yards against the Rams on offense. They did not sack Stafford once, and they gave up two sacks on offense. So, as Andrew alluded to five sacks or however many sacks. I think the Lions are going to be able to get to the the quarterback uh, early and often tee off uh, with a couple guys in placement of their starting offensive tackles. Uh, Jason Peters may even make an appearance in this game. The re- the veteran from the Philly Philadelphia Eagles as well as the Cowboys at one point. So, um, yeah, and I think the Lions on the other side of the ball offensively will will need to protect obviously Goff and I think. The track record of the Seahawks does not scare me in any any way of the any sense. So I don't know about you guys about this game, but it almost feels like a no brainer to take the Lions here. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Ben. Um, I've got the Lions. I still think I still think the Seahawks will, will put up some points. I'll just go ahead and give my my score prediction. I've got 31-17 Lions. A little bit of a bounce back week for the offense. Um, get into the uh get into the threes this weekend but seahawks still have some playmakers you gotta imagine even if we try to bottle up dk he's still dk so 31 17 is where i'm going big big lines win andrew i am gonna go a little more conservative than you guys i i kind of did it last week so i'm gonna rein it in we were all shot over so i'm gonna go a little prices right route hopefully coming a little under I'm going to say the defense is going to do well, hold up stout, give up a touchdown uh, and one field goal, make it 21-10. And then there you go. Lions put up three touchdowns. They're going to have a light day. Um, And honestly, I think they're just going to work on plays. I I think they're going to get offensive work in. They're going to get at their scores and it's going to be comfortable all day long. 
And it's going to be a sad field goal at the end. I've got okay. one more. I've got an offensive prediction for you guys. Gibbs over 100 all-purpose yards this weekend. Ooh. Ooh, is that bettable? I like that a lot. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, while you're looking at that, I think uh, I'll add about the crowd noise, too. I think we're going to see some false starts this week for the for the Seahawks. As loud as that uh, Ford Field will be, uh, I think it's inevitable that they'll have some false starts and ultimately lead to a turnover, too, on defense. So Ford Field's going to be loud. We love that. Mitch will be there on assignment. I've got the Lions with a resounding victory. 30 to 13. At one point I had this 30 to 7 and then I updated it to 30 13 cuz I I don't know why but um I don't I I think I agree with with you all. I think both these teams the Lions are going to have more offense than they did against the Chiefs. They're going to put up more than 21 um and besides you Andrew calling for 21. Um and then I think the Seahawks you're muted. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so I've got lines 30, 30 to 13. I think we'll see some Riley Patterson field goals this week for the first time in the season. And uh, I trust that he will make them in an indoor stadium. I don't think we'll see any 50-plus from Riley. I think we'll see some 40s, 30s, no 50-plus from Riley this week. But nonetheless, Lions 30 to 13. Crowd's going to be rocking. It's going to be a good show. I think we're going to be able to sit comfortably for the second half. That's my prediction is first half. Uh, gonna get get some things going, have a decent lead at half, and then open things up to start the second half and be able to coast and work on plays, as Andrew alluded to. Do you want me to change it to twenty four? Do you want me to let Riley get some work in? Is that would no, no. that make you happy? Go with your gut, dude. Okay, thank you. I don't let me sway you, buddy. Don't let me sway you. Uh, I but I did I did see you live typing that. Uh, originally, you had twenty one seven. Don't think I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> you start second guessing yourself when you throw the score out there. You, you can't help but think, well, but, you know, um, I think Mitch is right, though. DK is going to have I, I think he's going to do do some damage, but just not never enough know. To, it, o- it only takes it only takes one from that guy. And I mean, 17, if you, had, if you got a defense that averages 17 points per game, that's a that's a pretty damn good defense in the NFL. So. Um, we'll see. I hope I'm, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's my score combined with Andrew's score. Yeah. And to your point about Gibbs over a hundred yards, um, I'd love to see it, uh, but I think my emphasis will be just total running backs over a hundred yards rushing. That's always a key for me. So I think they can do that against the Seahawks. I'm expecting some numbies from some of these guys. I could see more of Gibbs, more than seven carries than we, the seven carries we saw in Arrowhead for sure. Uh, if you guys are good, let's close this chapter on the Lions versus Seahawks um, and, and work to week two. All right. It is adjourned. Can't help but uh, toot my own horn here. Ben went on 11 and 5 in week one's action. Andrew, uh, 6 and 10, low man on the totem pole right now. Mitch sitting in the middle at 7 and 9. But it's a long season, folks. It's a long season. I'm not going to take any. All out. No victory laps for Ben yet. 11 and 5, that's only a four game stretch right now so four game just lead for ben. so we're clear everyone at home is not going to take a victory lap even though he started by saying he was going to take said victory lap continue uh see this is why this is why you're here just to keep us honest keep me honest most importantly we're i don't, I don't think you ever call to, out uh to andrew saying justin herbert was a uh the josh <laughs> allen wannabe and then <laughs> picking the bills to finish last 
Yikes. 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 I'm hey, sorry. The Do the Bills have a win? Yeah, the Bills are looking bad. So Do we compare I mean, that... and Josh Allen's stat lines from this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> dare you? I dare you. Uh, all right. Let's talk Thursday night football. Folks, it's the first Amazon Prime game of the year. Get your Prime. Get your trials in. If you want to watch this game on Thursday night, 8.15 Eastern, we will have the Vikings taking on the Eagles. Uh, who do you guys have taken this matchup? Mitch is live typing it. Okay, I've got the uh, Eagles. So, sorry, I've got, uh, I think it's a bounce back game. It feels almost like a trap game, but at the same time, it's, uh, I think Eagles here, they did not look that great over the weekend. Um, kind of struggled more than I thought they would. And I think the Vikings are just going to get exposed here. I think everyone's like, ah, oh, the Vikings aren't that good, but surprise loss to the Bucs. I think they're going to get trounced by the Eagles. I think the uh, Eagles have shown us their MO this year. Um, last year, they were a highly explosive offense. I think this year they're going to be a little more uh, a little more modest, uh, a little less explosive. Uh, I'm going to take the Eagles over the Vikings. It's still Kirk Cousins in prime time, even though they're going to put up way more of a fight and Kirk Cousins is going to kind of shed that prime time stigma. Stigma. I like, I like where your head's at. Um, I'm going to take the Eagles here, but I don't, I don't feel hundred percent confident. And I just, I don't know why I feel like the Vikings off the loss to the bucks are going to show something here, try to prove a point. I just think it's they're going to fall short. I think if this game's a close one um, on Thursday night, I think it's close, but ultimately going to take the Eagles here. So it just feels like a weird one. There's something, something. Yeah, just again, Andrew's word of the season. Something feels stinky here. Stinky. Uh, Packers at the Falcons in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, one o'clock. Your first matchup of Sunday. I'll, I'll I'll jump on this one first. Yeah, don't don't, uh, I don't think, go all at once. Uh, Jordan Love, I think he's gonna do it again. I think he's gonna show us all. I really don't think the Eagles are for real. Uh, I don't know if he'll ever be for real. I still hate their coach. Just something doesn't feel right about that team. Tell us how you feel about the Falcons. <laughs> the other bird team. That's that's the one I meant though. <laughs> hey, they're both birds. <laughs> <laughs> they they were they were in my mind's eyes. That's all that mattered. Um, I I'm with I'm with Andrew. I got the Packers here. I think the Falcons come away with a Week One win, but um, pa- Packers Packers are riding high, ride the high hand. I and I'd also I'm being a little bit biased here when I know I'm not supposed to be. I want the Packers to feel hot going into their game against the Lions. Okay, I like that. I like that. I've got the Falcons here, surprisingly. I just feel like after the Bears matchup, they're going to be riding too high and they're going to have to go on the road here again. Um, uh, so, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't, I just don't have confidence in the Packers yet. I need to be proven, uh, proven wrong here. So, I'm going to take the Falcons and uh, maybe it'll be egg in my face. Uh, let's move to the Raiders. The Raiders taking on the Bills, who looks like... Uh, spoiler alert, looks like you guys might be still high on. I don't know what uh Go ahead. What's the weather look like? Oh yeah, yeah. I've got the I've got the weather right here. We've got sixty-four degrees and overcast skies. Okay, so 
might have some gusting winds. Is that what I'm picking up? We've got we've got winds uh, light and variable, ten miles per hour with gusts to thirteen, so not too windy. That's enough gust to blow those Raiders' ship right back to the other coast, buddy. <laughs> See you later. That's the Bills get right game. Oh, yes, let's go. I, I love it. I'm, I'm top that, Andrew. Mitch. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm not going to top that. I don't think it's possible to top that. He did start by calling him the right name, so we're hot out of the <laughs> gates. I, I'm with nice. Andrew though. I think it's a bounce back game. I think they just got embarrassed. I think this week at practice, it's. Gosh, calm down. Depend on your teammates. I, I think they come back and, and make a little bit of a statement win here. Yeah, nothing creative from Ben here. Bills. Uh, Ravens at the Bengals on CBS. I've got Bengals. Uh, sim- similar to the Bills, the Bengals were probably the biggest disappointment coming out of uh, coming out of Week One. I think there's still some time to shake off the rust for Joe Burrow, but at the same time, the Ravens didn't look that great either. I, I wasn't really impressed by the Ravens. Uh, Dobbins is out, which sucks again. It's like Dobbins just can't figure out a way to stay healthy. Uh, I think it's a bounce back for the Bengals. Muted. I've, I'm muted. Um, I've got it written down and I can't change it, but boy, do I, I don't feel good about this pick Mitchell. I'll, I'll say it just for you. I feel stinky about this pick but i think uh, the ravens are going to find a way to do it i know the Bengals are going to try and bounce back the biggest worry for me it's not so much jk dobbins i believe they lost a lineman possibly two and that's the that's the more glaring issue for me but i'm going to take the ravens nonetheless and i believe they lost their safety too as well so uh yeah uh, i've got the uh, i've got the Bengals here i think you're just just too high on lamar we know you love him, but I think you're still a little too high on the old LJ. I've got Man, the uh, Bengals on a bounce back. Either. They played the Texans, and the Texans played them tough. So I, I don't, I don't feel confident taking the Ravens here. So I've got the Bengals in the AFC North matchup. Ben, keep 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 us going. Start us off, Colts at Texans. Sounds like you already did. Colts Texans CBS one o'clock. I've got the Colts here in a bounce back game. Um, lost last week against the Jags, but they were competitive. The Texans, I love D'Amico Ryans. I love what that defense is doing. I think we're going to see some um, some stellar play out of that defense. I think we might even see a turnover from Anthony Richardson that leads to a score for the Texans, but I think the Colts win it here by a field goal. Because you're saying Anthony Richardson turnover, I'm going to presume that he is healthy and he is going to play this week. As far as I know. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to take CJ Stroud. He's he's at that team, right? He's he's still pretty good. Still. I mean, he's, he's one game into his NFL career. Yeah, he's going to take the Colts down with the second win, too. Uh, First Mitch. one. <laughs> so, Mitch. so Mitch. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and go with Ben here. I'm going to ride the Colts. I think they looked. I think they looked too good against the Jags to ignore and the Ravens played really poorly and uh, still got the win against the Texans in a pretty convincing fashion. So I've got the Colts. The Colts. <laughs> oh, a little behind the scenes, folks. Andrew has marked down CJ Stroud as his winner for this game. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And, and Mitch, I think you can, you can see Andrew, correct? Yeah, I see Andrew. I don't know. Okay. I, okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> is it increasingly getting darker in his room? Like it's to the point where we're going to need night vision to see him. It's getting darker in his room. It's getting darker on this podcast. <laughs> per usual. Uh, forgot to list the weather for the Ravens Bengals jumping back one game here. We got 72 and sunny light winds. So uh, no weather should be impacting that game. Chiefs going down to Duval. Jacksonville. Chiefs at the Jaguars. Chiefs are a three-point favorite here. Easy, easy pick for me. It's the don't overthink it game. Just take the Chiefs and get right. They got Travis Kelsey. They got Chris Jones. No more asterisk wins for other teams. Yeah, agree. It's going to be a good one. High-scoring game, I think. Um, I could see some 31-27, something around there. It'll be it'll be tight, but it's uh, it's going to be Chiefs. Chiefs. Chiefs for me as well. Chris Jones back. Travis Kelsey presumably backed. I think they're back to old form here. Um, Jaguars are going to play them tough, though. Bears versus the Buccaneers. The surprise win last week the Bucs had over the Vikings. Bears losing to the Packers. Um, so your second-to-last matchup of the 1 o'clock hour. While you guys make your picks, I will look up the weather. I've got Bears here. And a little bit of an upset. I'd say sorry for interrupting, Andrew, but you stayed on mute. So... I've got Bears. I think um, yeah, Bucks got the win against the Vikings. This this feels like one where Justin Fields gets loose. I can see a big, big stat line game, especially on the on the ground from Justin Fields. I've got Bears. Ben, do we get that weather report? I'm gonna need it. Yeah, so we've got 90 degrees and sunny. Feels like 97. So it's gonna be a hot one. Hot and humid. Winds only nine miles per hour. Actually, I was going to take the Bears in a hibernation game here, but now I'm going to take the Bears with the W in this game. I like that. I think they're going to take uh, what? Nothing. I'm cooking. Dude, okay, let, let them cook. cook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, DJ Moore got two catches, two targets, 25 yards last, last week. I think they're going to reevaluate why they went and got him and uh, actually throw him the ball. Justin Fields probably going to scramble a little bit too. I'm going to take the Bears. All right, I'm going to go indifferent with you guys or different from you guys. I'm going to take the Bucks here. Uh, I think the Heat is going to be too much for the Bears. They're not going to be able to handle it. Um, and maybe I'm just too high on Baker Mayfield and the Bucks. I just feel like they're they're going to have the edge here at home. Um, but I do agree with your point, Mitch. I think Justin Fields gets loose in this game, but in a losing effort. Uh, Chargers. Going over to Tennessee for your last matchup of the one o'clock hour. I will get the weather once Mitch is. Uh, so take it away, Mitch. Chargers. I think we saw that the. Uh, I think we saw that the Chargers' offense is for real. Can their defense stop anybody? Yes, the Titans. Titans' offense much, much, much different than uh, than facing the Dolphins last week. You got Waddle, Hill, Tua looks comfortable. Uh, I think Chargers get a little bit of a, uh, an uptick in their season and they beat the uh, beat the Titans. I think it's going to be a slow start to the year for the Chargers. Uh, do we get the weather report? Yeah, we've got 78 degrees, a nice cool 78 um, with a real feel of 80, real feel of 82. Uh, but the windiest matchup of the one o'clock hours, we got winds at 15 miles per hour here. So watch it if you're the kickers, if you got these kickers in the uh, fantasy here. Perfect situation for a one Derrick Henry. Uh, there's nobody on that defense. I think that will stop him, nor can Bosa on the outside. Derrick Henry up the middle. Game over. Titans victory. 
Wow. Um, I'm going to echo what Mitch said. I think this is the perfect bounce back game for the Chargers. They're not going to put up, they're not going to have the, the prolific offense that was the Dolphins here with the Titans. Poo poo offense. They do have Derrick Henry. I think you're right. He gets his yards, but in a losing effort, I've got the Chargers. Uh, in our WFC game of the week, the, that stands for who bleeping cares? Giants at the Cardinals. First one in the four o'clock window. I think this is an easy, once again, don't overthink a game. Giants, I, are we expecting the Cardinals to win a game this year? I know they looked a little better than we all anticipated against the Commanders. Uh, I got to think Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones especially where take that last game personal in the, in the rain, and, uh, and they're going to go win out in some dry heat. Love it. I've got uh, I've got the Giants here as well, and uh, to to emphasize the fact that this is the WFC game of the week, uh, this is your lowest priced game as term in terms of tickets. You can get in the door here at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona, for as low as twenty one dollars, folks. That is cheap for NFL football, especially early in the season. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, I've got the Giants here, and the over/under sits at a lofty thirty-nine and a half. Yikes! But uh, I've got the Giants. Oof! I'm with you guys for every every reason you said. Giants, Cardinals stink, and the Giants just got embarrassed. Doesn't feel like one day ball is going to let the crew lose. Let's go to the West Coast. It's the matchup of the California teams: North Coast versus South Coast. San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams, 4-5 on Fox. It's a 49ers game. Rams looked, Rams looked good. I think they, they overachieved to a certain extent. And 49ers, until they look beatable, are unbeatable in my book. Yeah, I'm, I'm also going to go with Mitchell on that one. I think the Seahawks kind of got... What? what? What did I do wrong now? You're making me second guess. We're having, we're having inside jokes. Just because of the fact that the Rams are written down here, unless Mitch did that. I don't believe I wrote that. Let's backtrack. That wasn't the Kraken? That was the elephant? That wasn't me. I was going to take the 49ers. Um, I think the Seahawks overlooked overlooked the Rams themselves and looked forward to the Lions. Kind of got themselves caught. But the 49ers just looked too good. Uh, So I think the Seahawks downplayed the Rams, but the 49ers are just too powerful. 49ers for everything that you guys just said. Cowboys at home versus the Jets with presumably Zach Wilson at the helm at quarterback. 425 on CBS. I don't think the temperature is going to matter here in the big old AT&T dome. Um, Cowboys, they look too good. Again, I hate to say it. It feels gross coming out, stinky coming out of my mouth, but they just look too good. That's we're lucky to get away with one last night. It's not going to happen this weekend. Yeah, I'm afraid of that defense. I'm, I'm officially frightened of that Cowboys defense. I think they're going to put up more numbers this week on Zach Wilson. Yeah, they're going to tee off. I've got the Cowboys as well. Commanders at the Broncos Mile High Stadium, 425. Mitch. Oh man, this is almost another one that I just who I don't even want to pick. Um, I can tell you that I will more I, Broncos. I think Broncos. I think again, it's okay. it's one that 
last week, Sean Payton made a lot of noise in the offseason. Got to bounce back, and the Commanders did not look good against the Cardinals last week. I'm, I'm going to take it for the opposite coach. Ron Rivera did not look crisp last week. They almost lost to the Cardinals, which, I mean, we have everybody by all rights saying that the Cardinals are actively tanking this year. Um, I've got to, I've got to take the Broncos. Um, Sean Payton showing that he'll do anything to win a game this year, including an onside kick to start the game or was uh, it to start the half to game. start the game. Yeah. Okay. Game. Uh, I didn't give you the weather report on this one. Sorry, Andrew, but I've got the weather. Now we're looking at about 70 ish degrees at kick, um, over there in Denver. Um, going to be your windiest matchup probably of the week. Um, 15 mile an hour winds. And, folks, depending on the length of how this game goes, we've got some thunderstorms possibly showing up in the third or fourth quarter here. So something to note. I believe that's probably why we've got this one sitting. Uh, and the fact that these two offenses are pretty pretty meh. Uh, your over-under sits at just 38. You're gross. Andrew? Fantasy owners, I, I know you want to play your kickers in mile high. Uh, but as to what Ben said, weatherman Ben. Might be the week to sit him at mile high. And did you give us a pick uh, there? Yeah, I've got the commanders. Dude, the Cobbs. Going, going different from you. I don't love this pick, uh, but I don't have confidence in either of these teams. So I need to know more about them. Don't know enough. I'm going to take the road team here. Dolphins head up to Gillette Stadium on Sunday night football. Chris Collinsworth sliding, coming in hot here. I've got the Dolphins. I think Dolphins, I think this is a tougher one than I thought it would be, but we got Dolphins. Patriots don't look like a bad team, but this is another one of those things is whose defense is good enough to slow down the Dolphins offense. I don't think the Patriots have it. Agreed. Yeah, I, I kind of want to give the edge to the Patriots just because of what they did to the Eagles last week. Uh, but as I said earlier, I think that's going to be just the Eagles' M.O. and less to what the Patriots did to them. Uh, so for that, I'm going to have to go with that high-flying offense and the Dolphins. So something to note here about this game, I have confidently picked the Dolphins, but um, for those of you uninitiated, we've got Hurricane Lee heading up the coast. Uh, we may have some remnants of a Category 1 here for this game. It should be done by kickoff. It should be done before Sunday, even the calendar even flips to Sunday. But something to watch if this storm slows down, we may have a soaker and some wind in this one. But by, by the forecast right now, we're looking at 76 and sunny on, on Sunday in Gillette Stadium. Uh, winds should be calmed down. But Saturday looks rough in there, 66 and uh, over an inch of rain, 25 mile an hour winds. But by Sunday, it looks like we're going to be clear. But if it does get delayed a little bit, watch that game for sure. So. So Saturday is the super soaker. Saturday is the super Friday, Friday to Saturday. Yeah. And it should all be done by Sunday at 8 a.m. They're saying, but I digress. Monday night, we've got a double header, double header on Monday night. Uh, we've got one of these games on ESPN, one of these on ABC. First one at 715 Eastern Saints at the Panthers battle of the AFC South or NFC South. Sorry. Got Saints here. I. Andrew, you want to go? Nope. I, 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 no, no, no. Whatever you say, I just picture it in my voice as well, shareholders. Yeah, I got Saints. I, I mean, they they kind of beat up on the 
on a bad or took advantage of a bad performance from the uh, the Titans last week, but Carr looks Carr looks comfortable enough to make the Saints a competitive team week in and week out. And Panthers at the end of the day are, aren't aren't quite there yet. I think they still need some time, and uh, Bryce Young is probably going to throw a couple picks this week. I think. I agree. I've got the Saints as well, uh, but I think this is a close one for sure. I think the Panthers are competitive. Andrew, did you have a pick? You said Saints, I, right? uh, Everything was regurgitated via Mitchell. Okay, Saints across the board. Second matchup of Monday night, we've got the Browns taking on the Steelers, the AFC North battle. 8-15. I'm going to take the black and yellow in honor of you, Ben. Uh, A little prime time action for Mike Tomlin. I know they did not look good, underperformed to say the least, and the Browns overperformed what uh, I would say people projected. But uh, I think uh, Wishon's going to get a little handsy and a little loose with them hands and drop it a couple times. TJ Watt was looking psychotic last week, and I think he's going to have a couple more strip sacks. I got a bounce back from the Steelers here. I think they were, in my mind, kind of the upset pick of the week last week. Had them over the 49ers. Not only did they not win, they looked horrible. But I don't think anyone expected the 49ers to come out as strong as they did. Steelers was kind of, uh, as far as national analysts, I had quite a few picks last week. Uh, so I felt good going into the game. But, yeah, I got Steelers over Browns. To Andrew's point, Browns, Browns overachieved against a, a slow out-of-the-gate Bengals team. Uh, I think the Steelers come away with one here. Hate, 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 hate that I have to agree with you guys, but for all the same reasons, um, I just don't see the Steelers having a performance like they did in week one, back-to-back weeks from a Mike Tomlin-led team. Got to imagine they're going to right the ship here. Um, And I think it'll be a close one. Once again, I think a lot of these matchups are going to be close. I think our week two matchups are significantly better than week one. That's not anything to take away from week one, but... We didn't have a ton of great matchups. We had only one overtime. I think last year we had like four or five overtimes in week one alone. Um, so I think week two, we're going to have some more overtimes. And I think we're going to have a lot more competitive matchups um, for all the reasons that I just said. And we've got lines across the board as well. Um, so we will we will see who stands alone in the, uh, in the records recap come next week. Um, I don't have anything for college football. Um, no ranked versus ranked teams this week. Not a ton of taint- tantalizing matchups. Nothing tasty on the on the thing. So let's talk about something a little bit more tasty. Andrew, uh, you want to take this one? This is closing time is all sponsored by you. You wrote all of these in. So first, first tally. Uh, first, uh, I don't know. I can't think of the word right now. The first bullet point uh, you got here is tailgate food? Question mark. Yeah, I just I would love to hear what the shareholders are having week two. I know everybody gets a little amped, and we uh, we always go a little crazy on week two. So are we are we reining it back in? What are we doing? What are your guys' thoughts? Mitch, do you have salad? Any, perhaps do you have, a, do you, have a, you talked about in the last episode going to um, a place prior to the tailgate, but are you bringing any food to the tailgate? No, we thought it'd be too messy. Just too too many guys to lock down a t- to lock down a parking lot spot, clean it up afterwards. So Detroit Beer Company is where we're going to start. I think we're going to bounce around to a few different spots. Uh, we'll see. I'll be on the lookout for it, though. I mean, tailgating season is 
is the best season. If if I were home, and weather is what it's supposed to be, it'd be white chicken chili Sunday. That's what we do for Lions game days. Love it. Um, second second bullet point here. Uh, are you guys wearing ski masks? Oh, is that aimed at us? I'm not. What's the ski mask thing? Am I lost on this? Ooh, CJ. Uh-oh. Oh, for CJ. Are you a fan? Yeah, I. He gets away with it because he's a professional athlete. I am not. He called for all fans to wear a blue face mask to the stadium because they're villains, and he wants the fans to also fit the narrative. Yeah, I saw the villain thing. I don't think as as, as badass as Brad Holmes' sweatshirt was. I don't think anybody thinks the Lions are villains. I, I love CJ. I mean, love him, but I just don't think that that's the narrative. Hey, whatever you got to gaslight yourself in, if it's going to provide motivation to you, the more the merrier. I'll try to get some pictures. If I see like a big group of people with yes. ski masks, I'll get some pictures so we can share. Shareholder meetup on Sunday. I'm seeing here um, on the Weather Channel, Sunday the 17th, 68 degrees with a 50% chance of rain. So what what attire are we going with for the, uh, for the game? Gosh, I... I'm ashamed to say how of how much time I've like spent on this. <clears throat> Got the classic uh, Lions crew neck sweatshirt I'd love to wear. I think that plays since we're going out so early. So it might just be jeans. It might just be jeans in the sweatshirt. And that might be a little warm for 68 degrees, but some some somehow I'll sneak the sweatshirt on. Fair. I like that. Um Atmosphere check from Mitch. Uh, Mitch is on assignment. Andrew, this is your bullet point as well. I'm going to try. I mean, again, I, I don't want to, as I said in the last one, I'm not going to, I'm not going to promise anything because I can't speak to my state of mind, but I will, I'll try my damnedest. Need something, dude. We got to get that halftime capsule and whether it's the atmosphere check-in or your thoughts don't matter, but Boy, that atmosphere, I can already feel the electricity. It's like static right now, just waiting to be released. It's pent up, dude. It's pent up for sure. Uh, Yeah, that's our show. That's Walkthrough Wednesday. We totally nailed our 30-minute mark that we were trying to achieve. Uh, I think we we think we nailed it, boys. Standard. (laughs) Uh, Mitch, have a great safe travels to Detroit. Tell the boys hello. Uh, try to, try to send out some business cards with the, uh, with the link to the pod, if you could, um, Give me a QR any, code. yeah, QR codes. Those are hot these days. Um, and folks tune in on Sunday for the recap of the lions versus the Seahawks, as well as week two in the NFL, Andrew and I will be holding it down without Mitch. So you Mitch haters out there, tune in Sunday. If you, uh, if you've been sick of, <laughs> sick of Mitch you and, drive a Jeep, uh, listen in this Sunday. Yeah, yeah, ding, ding, ding. That should get your ear uh, perked up right there. Um, yeah, let's have a let's have a week, boys. Mitch, give us what you can from uh, your assignment in Ford Field, and let's go Lions versus the Seahawks. One o'clock Warriors back in action this Sunday, one p.m. Yeah, an aggressive, aggressive kick. Aggressive kick.